Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent baby. separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. All right, how about a bold prediction from me, man? Um, and I think we both feel pretty good about this guy, but Isaiah McKenzie, I'm going to go ahead and say finishes with more fantasy points than Gabe Davis. And we're talking about a guy right now who is absolutely like free.com, Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, he's going so late. It's insane how late he's. Wide receiver 79 right now, according to the aggregate score from Fantasy Pros. He's outside of the top 200 players, man. So again, free.com. And I've just been saying, if you like Gabe Davis, you should love, love, love Isaiah McKenzie. We're talking about Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. They're gone. Frees up 184 total targets. A lot of those are in the slot. And Isaiah McKenzie working out of the slot. Buffalo through to the slot in terms of wide receiver targets, the fourth most in the NFL last year. So just using some of your numbers, Matt, 71% success rate versus man. I think that's good enough. It's not, it's not great, but it's good enough. But the number really that really... Slot receiver, though. Really good for a slot receiver. The number that sticks out to me, 88th percentile versus zone coverage. And that, to me, is the skill set you need when you're playing out of the slot. A lot less man coverage when you're lined up inside. And I'll, say, and I'll give you this one last stat, Matt, and, I'll, and, the, and then the floor is yours. But he only played one game last year with more than 35% of the offensive snaps. In that one game, 11 catches. For 12 yeah. on 12 targets for 125 yards and a touchdown, Isaiah McKenzie bold prediction has more fantasy points than Gabe Davis. Super bold. Uh, this was actually on my um, on my bold predictions list, just like the 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 diet version of it. I had Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> catches more passes than Gabe Davis this year, which um, yeah, I, I I still think Gabe Davis is the better fantasy pick. Like. I've wanted to remain a centrist in the great Gabe Davis wars uh, this offseason. <laughs> you know, you've got like the hardcore um, extremist acolytes like my uh, co-host on the Yahoo podcast, Dalton Del Don. He has like melt right. face hot takes about Gabe Davis. Um, you know, check that show out if you want you want to hear those. But um, you can be as into Gabe Davis as someone like Dalton is um, or all the way out on Gabe Davis. And no matter what, wherever you fall on that uh, on that war, you should still like Isaiah McKenzie because he can play. I mean, he like RP shows and good timing. We're doing this whole prediction show because so this week he just went up on the site, Isaiah McKenzie. And like you said, the man coverage number really good. He beat that man coverage heavy Patriots defense 
in that big breakout game that he had. Now, obviously, last year he was playing in kind of like a gadget receiver role, a ton of flat routes, a ton of screen routes, was off the line of scrimmage on 92% of his routes, was in the slot or in the backfield on 82% of his uh, – and was in, the in like, the pre-snap motion in the backfield type of guy on 27% of his snaps. Like, that was a very gadget type of role. But we know this year he's going to own that more traditional slot receiver role. Um, so that's going to lead to a lot of layup routes. It's going to lead to a lot of high percentage targets. So I think he could catch like 75, 80 balls, maybe not score a bunch of touchdowns. Like I think Gabe Davis is going to score more touchdowns. That's why you still want him in fantasy. But right. I think all of those guys, Diggs is going to be up here, secure target share, number one receiver in the offense. But like Davis, McKenzie, even Dawson Knox. And I love Khalil Shakir, the rookie there. I don't know that he's going to have a huge, huge role. But, like, those three guys, first I mentioned there, they could all kind of eat into the same slice of the pie there. And I think their production could, from a catch's perspective, could kind of come out in the wash, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. Last note on McKenzie, I wrote this in his RP profile. I'm not saying that Isaiah McKenzie is going to be the next Tyreek Hill at all. But I will say that Isaiah McKenzie, his rookie, this, this sample here from him, as I said, he's playing a big gadget role. It reminded me a lot of like after Tyree Kill's rookie season when he Tyree Kill was playing in a gadget role and people were like, oh man, he can't play a real wide receiver. But reception perception showed with right. 70% <clears throat> success rate versus man, 80% success rate versus press. No, he actually can't. When he's asked, he can run real big boy NFL routes. And we know the type of career that Tyree Kill had. Don't think Isaiah McKenzie is going to have that role or no. be that player, but it does show that he can play real wide receiver when asked. Have we talked about George Pickens yet? All right, let's talk about George Pickens. I think he's going to finish uh, with more fantasy points than Chase Claypool, and I, I'm going to go so bold to say I think he finishes as top 30 fantasy oh, wide okay. receiver. That, that's bold. Yeah. I was like, George, yeah, I was like, James. <laughs> so you better not be coming the bold prediction to say, like, George Pickens is going to outproduce Chase Claypool. People, people think I'm too nice. I got, I got people say I'm too nice, James, with my analysis. Yeah, uh, right. Jace Claypool, one of the most disappointing performers in reception perception last year. So there's, there's some negativity for you. There's that. Okay, George Pickens. We're talking about a guy who is going so late, um, around one, pick 150, wide receiver 59. I say he finishes a top 30 fantasy wide receiver, 6'3", 195. You know about the speed. He ran a sub 4'5", 4'4", 7", um, a 4'4", 7'40", at 6'3". That's that is really good. And again, we've talked about how the Steelers are so good at evalu evaluating the wide receiver position. And man, he's going to have a role on this offense no matter what. I don't care what he does because he's, a, he's an absolute freaking dog on the outside in the run game, man. Like you see him in that Steelers uniform and he's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's shades of Heinz Ward in the run game, man. Just blowing DBs off their block in the run game, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty great to see. So for me, when you take a look at his his ball skills too, this is a guy that 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 uh, Pickett's gonna love. You know, uh, according to reception perception, your numbers there seventy five percent contested catch rate in twenty twenty. He's gonna love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and again, I think Claypool pr probably kicks inside or or becomes more of a gadgety type player, maybe running some um, some drags and overs and and basically you know testing defenses laterally. 
But And Deontay Johnson's obviously the guy. He's the man. But I think Pickens might be that dude who comes in over the top um, and ends up catching some splash plays, man. So George Pickens, top 30 fantasy wide receiver in fantasy. Bold prediction. Yeah, George Pickens was number three in success rate versus press coverage among the prospects that I charted last year. And he's just a good player, man. He just wins off the line of scrimmage, like pro level, pro ready type of player coming in the NFL. Now he's healthy, which is great because he obviously had that ACL tear in, in, in 20 late in or spring 2021, right? Like before, and he barely played last year. Right. Um, I mean, Pickens is such a good player. And obviously, yeah, like they're going to throw Chase Claypool to the side. I think Pickens going to be better than Chase Claypool. Does this like kind of bring down your enthusiasm for Deontay Johnson at all? No, not at all, man. Um, we had talked about in a previous episode how, again, I, I was making a case for Deontay Johnson to be a top five, considered to be a top five wide receiver, just not even in fantasy. I'm just saying just a straight up, just a oh, yeah. stud. Yeah, top top five wide receiver in the NFL. And I thought he was dragging old-ass Big Ben along for the past couple of years. You know, I've really poured over a lot of this picket tape. Um, and to be to be 100% honest with you, in the pre-draft process, I was not a fan. I didn't really like him. Um, and, and I just thought Malik Willis was just straight up better, um, which should shock no one because I love the measurables. And, yeah, and obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a James Coe guy. No, no shock. <laughs> no there. doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But, um, you know, watching this guy throw the ball, man, he is pretty darn good in terms of throwing short and intermediate routes i think the timing is there i I love the accuracy of the football um he really places it in places that his receivers can catch it so uh i've been really impressed and i think that's gonna go you know what it is matt it's the timing the timing for me when i watch him throw the ball it's always on time um, and I think that's going to pair perfectly with a precision route runner like Deontay Johnson. And I think Johnson's going to really benefit from having an upgrade at quarterback um, from going from, from Big Ben to Pickett. It's an upgrade. I don't care what anyone tells me. It's an upgrade in 2022. Uh, and an upgrade at quarterback means an upgrade uh, for Deontay Johnson, an upgrade for this passing game, which again leads me back to funneling more targets over towards, you know, a guy like George Pickens and let this man make some big plays. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next one I've got. I'll do a little uh, teammate outscores teammate one. Um, I'll save a few of these for, like, rapid fire. But I got Jerry Judy outscores Cortland Sutton this year. Um, And this is maybe only mildly bold. But, um, you know, everybody and their mother in fantasy football, you know, circles this year is all over Cortland Sutton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been critical of this Denver situation. Maybe not – you know, I did a piece for Yahoo a couple days ago where like the things I'm most worried to be wrong about, like I'm not projecting it as if this is going to happen, but I'm concerned I'm going to be wrong. Denver's like passing game is one that I'm a little like concerned I might be wrong about because James, it's like when you look at it, okay, Russell Wilson, who is, you know, a specific type of quarterback, we know that 
Yep. Um, <clears throat> now I'm, I'm not even talking about the prediction at this point, but I'll get back to that. Russell Wilson going to a, going to a you know a new team, and on this team it's like okay, this team has a good running game. We, we expect them to have a good running game. They their third receiver got hurt, and it's not a lot of like proven depth behind that. So really, we're talking about two. And they, and this is in theory, right? Like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. In theory, these guys are two good receivers, but not much behind that. So team with a good running game. Team with two good receivers, not a lot of depth. It's like, oh, where have we seen that before? Uh, the last three years for Russell Wilson in Seattle. That's exactly what – it's like the same right. old team. So right. I do think, though, that Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are going to get the bulk of the targets here. I, I still like Albert O as a potential guy there that you take as a breakout sure. tight end, especially with Greg Dulcich starting the season on IR. But, man, like if the targets are basically 50% Judy Sutton, I could just see it breaking Jerry Judy's way because – um, while I do think Sutton is the better player, I think he has a better <clears throat> peak season on his resume. Judy is still one of these guys in reception perception that he wasn't this guy in 2021. So he was playing with a high ankle sprain, but his rookie year, 75.7% or 75% success rate burst man coverage. Like those are usually guys we want to bet on. So I just wouldn't be surprised if like, Oh, Judy just puts it all together and he outscores Cortland Sutton this year either because like Sutton's not the guy we expected or Judy just takes another step. But in general, I just find myself like not into this Denver situation really at all. Like I think it's all really going to go to hell. That's so interesting. You say that I had put out on Twitter um, many weeks ago that I I also kind of sort of see Denver as like this, a very fragile team. Um, And, and honestly, when, when we start wish casting all these things on Denver and let Russ cook and all these things, what we're ignoring, we're ignoring a lot of the downside um, possibilities, right? Russell Wilson is 34 years old, learning a brand new offense, working with brand new teammates, right? Not easy. He's working with a brand new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett, totally unproven. And his coordinators, I mean, oh my gosh, you talk about unproven. The yeah. OC, Justin Outen, he was at the highest level was a tight ends coach, right? The DC, I can't even pronounce his name. Ijiro Ivero or something at the highest level was a safeties coach. These guys have no coordinator experience, none, none whatsoever. And so even when you think about like Sean McVay, like super young coach, remember who his defensive coordinator was when he first got to the Rams, he had that veteran leadership kind of sort of like, buffering him a little bit that's not what they have in denver at all and oh by the way this is not fantasy related i mean i guess you could twist it into fantasy but i could see this blowing up for denver because they're playing in the toughest division in football literally a historically difficult division i could see this blowing up for Denver, I could see them losing five division games and then a handful of other games. And all of a sudden we're talking about a team that's that's lost double digit games and, and they had, you know, borderline Super Bowl aspirations before the season. But that's how yeah. difficult this division is. And also, what if Russ is a declining player like he's older? Most I know he thinks that he's exactly. like a Drew Brees type of quarterback. Like he's always been an improvisational, like scramble, throw, like mess around and throw the deep ball type of thing. But like. As you get older, we all know this. As you get older, that stuff starts to decline a little bit. Like <laughs> sure does. You know, the scrambles, the first down rates on his scrambles, those are all going down as well. So uh, I just yeah, I see Denver as a little more volatile and the, the the like 
level of certainty all basically because like beat writers have all said like oh yeah jerry judy and like Corton sutton is russell wilson's guy that's basically been the big thing right um that could just not be the case right and and then uh judy just emerges so that's kind of the crux of the bold prediction is that denver might not be as good as we think and the situation might not be as certain as we think i'm gonna just say Devonte adams i'm gonna say Devonte adams Devonte adams finishes outside the top 10 Fantasy wide receivers in 2022. You would not know this. Devontae Adams, again, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Strong case for it. He was the wide receiver five last year in fantasy. And this was a guy who saw a career high, tied for a career high, 169 targets, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns, playing with Aaron freaking Rodgers, brah. And the competition for... <laughs> Uh, I, are you an ayahuasca fan? Maybe I don't know. Um, but <laughs> but now he goes from Rogers to Derek Carr. That's look, it's a downgrade. He's yeah. 30 years old. So for you to assume that he's going to keep this up, you have to say, okay, there's going to be absolutely no drop off, right? At 30 years old, which wide receivers they do age nicely, but 30 is 30, okay? And for him to, I think, kind of hit on being a top 10 pick you're basically baking in that everything is going to go right in Las Vegas, that Derek Carr is, is better than we thought. No drop-off in terms of age. And that the coaching staff is just as good as advertised, who, by the way, it's not like Belichick assistants do well, right? We think, we think it's different with this coaching staff with the Raiders. <laughs> it's not like Josh McDaniels has done well away from bill belichick <laughs> exactly times we've seen him as a head coach and coordinator so again we're not a hundred percent sure but we think that it's going to go right so again when when we say Devonte adams is going to give you top 10 pick numbers you're assuming everything is right oh by the way you're also assuming he's going to see north of 150 targets playing in an offense Again, we don't know what that pass distribution is going to look like. We don't know whether they're going to be a pass-crazy offense or a run-heavy offense or, or league average. But 150 targets playing with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Listen, man, I think he can be an awesome player and be really productive in real life. But I could also see him getting like 130 targets. If he's getting 130, you know, Derek Carr targets, I promise you, I promise you, he's not finishing as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. And that's why I'm saying he will finish outside of the top 10 uh, in fantasy in 2022. Yeah, I mean, we know that Devontae Adams is, I think he's the best receiver in football. I think he's been the best receiver in football the last two seasons. Um, but, you know, his he his consensus ADP, you know, when the time all things was said and done, was 11th. You know, I I was never on board with that. He was always no. like a second round, a second round pick for me, wide receiver seven in my rankings for most of the summer. And I, I mean, I, I don't know that I can go that bold to say he won't be top 10, but I mean, I can see it. Cause like you said, you're counting on a lot of ifs you need Josh McDaniels, you know, if, if his offense is going to be a good and B like as pass heavy as we think it might be. And I mean, it's nice that the Raiders don't have a legitimate wide receiver three, 
you know, like, I mean, freaking Mac Hollins is their third receiver. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? But like, you know, right. Hunter Renfro and, and Darren Waller are, are dudes, you know, like they're going to command yep. targets. So there's a lot of ifs that you're counting on for Adams to hit. And that's obviously even even with the quarterback upgrade or a downgrade, we're still factoring in a lot of ifs. Yeah, that, and so for me, it's like, again, actually, I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that you've got him as wide receiver seven. Me, I feel like I'm on an island when I say Devontae's not going to return value at that price. Wide receiver 10's really not that far off. 